Good morning. It's the first Sunday of a new year. 1-2-22. The first Sunday of a new year. This morning, um, as we get to celebrate, I, I can't think of a better way to start a new year than to share in communion together in the Lord's Supper together. So in just a moment, we're going to do that. I think that's a very fitting way to begin this year as a believer, as a follower of Jesus. So um, hopefully you've been provided um, what you need here in the room. For those of you in our online family, let me go on and encourage you now. Um, at the conclusion of the message in just a moment, uh, we're going to take the Lord's Supper, and we would like for you to join us as well. So there in your home, wherever you are, if you want to go ahead and secure something that's meaningful, that allows you to participate in the body and in the, the shed blood of Christ with us, we're going to do that in just a moment. So go ahead and make your preparations for that. Um, here's what's interesting. We are at 2022, uh, and yet there's this sobering reminder that 2020 probably didn't work out the way that you wanted. And so then you got to 2021, and everybody's looking to go, okay, well, 2021 is going to be better, right? And then 2021 brought more or less some of the same, right? And so then you come into 2022, and you're like, oh, my goodness, what's this year going to look like? And as I meditated on that, as I thought about that this morning, as I thought about, okay, what's the first thing that I would do at the beginning of a new year? Well, we typically think about resolutions or goals or things that we hope for, dreams, promises, things that we hope would happen in the upcoming year. But if this year is kind of like the last couple of years, then you're kind of like, wait a minute, I don't know if I want to make any plans. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to book that vacation or that flight or that cruise. Uh, I'm not sure I want to do anything uh, because I don't know what's going to happen. And, and yet, there's something that I think is very important for you as a child of God today is someone that God loves that I believe will help you move forward and be successful this upcoming year, irregardless of what happens in the world. You see, the more I thought about this morning and I thought about us sharing of the Lord's Supper together as I thought about, okay, it's 2022, so maybe the things of the past are behind us and we're going to continue to move ahead. I kept realizing this. As a child of God, as a son of and a daughter of Jesus Christ by faith, redeemed by the blood of Christ, saved by the sacrifice of Jesus. As a child of God, we really don't need a new year to get things moving in the right direction. What we need is a new relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what we really need. I mean, when you think about what we really need, it's, it's not, okay, this year... Um, my goal is going to be because your goal might suffer a setback. Well, I'm, I'm going to try to accomplish this. And, and who knows what might happen in the world around us, in the city around us. You just don't know. How do you navigate all of that? And how do you remain a successful person, a blessed person, and someone who legitimately, in spite of what the world has or is throwing at you, is able to become someone who genuinely feels blessed. How do you do that? How do you find that type of success? It's not by crossing over into a new year. It's by crossing over into a renewed relationship with Christ. Everything this year, if I could give you one thing to help you be successful in everything that you face this year everything if i could give you one thing it wouldn't be that it's one two twenty two Woo, we made it to twenty two it's not going to be that okay but it will be how much did you as an individual a child of god a daughter a son by faith in jesus how much how much did you commit to drawing closer to jesus that key will give you success in everything else that you will do or try to accomplish this upcoming year. That one thing will help you be successful in your relationships. It will help you be successful in your educational pursuits. That one thing will help you be successful in managing your finances. That one thing 
will help you be successful in how you take care of the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is your body. How much you find within yourself this upcoming year to draw near to God, that will dictate everything for you in the upcoming year. And you don't need a special day on the calendar to mark that down. You just need a special moment where you say, okay, yes, it's time for me to draw closer to God. This morning, uh, we're going to continue in that theme that we were talking about during Christmas, redeeming the time, but we're going to shift a little bit. As we went through Christmas, we talked about how God has been redeeming the time. We talked about how Jesus is someone who came as the Son of God to redeem the time. But now we're going to shift. In this first month of the year, what we're going to talk about is, okay, how do you redeem the time? How do you redeem the time, regardless of what time it may be, what season you may be walking through? How is it a redemptive, life-changing process for you? And principle number one that we're going to talk about today is the first thing. If I thought about any principle upon which I would rebuild a church, I would rebuild post a pandemic, I would renew the commitment of people, I would point a church in a certain direction, it always gets back to your relationship with God. Everything about your life, ultimately the success or the failure of the details of life, it all gets back to your personal relationship with God. And today I want to talk to you about how to draw near to God. How do you draw near to God? Because before you can go into the, well, I want to accomplish this goal or achieve this this year, or maybe I want this to happen, it all depends, first and foremost, always, for you by faith as a child of God, it all depends upon how much you are willing to draw close to your Father in heaven to His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and to live by the Holy Spirit that He has placed within us. James chapter 4, that's what we're going to look at today. As you're taking your Bibles, turn to James chapter 4. We're going to read 10 verses today. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version this morning. And the one word that really has been resonating in my heart since the fall, because, gosh, we had this moment where, okay, we're, we're finally free of certain restrictions and certain things and we can gather again um, but we have these hurricanes and then we have these other shutdown moments and and we have these moments where we face challenge and we've all been through that and I kept thinking one word that I would aim for in this church for you the children of God for you the people of God for you and our online family is how do you get healthy in your relationship with Jesus. Healthy in your relationship with Jesus. And it begins by how much we're willing to draw near to the Lord. Now James chapter 4 verse 1, it begins this way. So I, I think we'll find ourselves somewhere in this passage. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire, and yet you do not have, so you murder. You covet, and you cannot obtain, so you fight, and you quarrel. You do not have, because you do not ask. You ask, and you do not receive, because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself, herself, themselves an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says... God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 8, the theme of today. Draw near to God, 
and he will draw near to you. Let me say that again. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Now, when I read these words of James, um, it begins with a bunch of characteristics that you go, wow, what a what a downer on a New Year's service first Sunday of the year. I mean, wretched, mourn, don't celebrate. Oh, my goodness, sinners, cleanse your hands. Wow, you know, it's like that doesn't seem like something that would encourage us. But James is actually giving you and I something that we always, as believers, as followers of Jesus, listen, this word isn't going to work for everybody. It's just not going to work for everybody. Because only someone who will humble themselves before the Lord is able to hear what James is saying. And James is saying this, and this is your life lesson. If you want to write this down, I encourage you. We're going to talk about it and give you six ways to do it this, this year as you begin to look forward. The lesson is this. If you draw near to God, He will draw near to you. Everything about your life, your desires, your dreams, your hopes, your challenges, the battles, the circumstances, whatever it is about your life, it depends upon this one thing. If you will draw near to God, then He will draw near to you. The math in this equation is fascinating. It literally is a one plus one equals two statement. I mean, if you want to know how life works, this is what James is saying to the Christians, to the church. If you will draw near to God, if that is the overarching theme of your life, then you will see that God will draw near to you. So if I take that principle and I begin this year and I begin this moment saying, okay, for me it's not so much about what 2022 holds or what was in 2021 or 2020. It's right now, am I willing to commit myself first and foremost to draw near to God? Because there's a promise in Scripture. If I draw near to God, He will draw near to me. The passage here gives a lot of reality for us. Um, as we read it, I know that perhaps it even made you cringe a little bit. But I like the book of James because the book of James is very cut and dry. It's very, very clear on what God's will is for his children. In chapter 4, he describes some things. And perhaps you've felt these things, been a part of these things. Um, maybe these things describe seasons of your life. What are the causes of quarrels, fights? Do you have passions that wage war within you? He describes desires, and because desires go unfulfilled, we go to whatever extreme it may be to fulfill our desires. You covet, and therefore you can't get it, and so since you covet, it causes more fighting, not only externally but internally more quarreling not only externally but internally there's a stealing of your peace as a person because of coveting and then he throws in the reality that we don't have because we don't ask but when we do ask God's smart enough to know that when we come to him with the wrong motive he's God and so he goes you're asking with the wrong motive so you don't get it anyway so then you get more frustrated God, you don't love me. God, you're not going to come through me. But he knows that in our hearts, there's a problem. Usually in our lives, what we're drawing near to is everything else. And we're not drawing near to God first so that God can give us everything else. But the key to success in the life of the Christian, in the life of the believer, and as you look at your life, and perhaps you do look ahead in this upcoming year, Regardless of what comes our way, whether it's more challenges, shutdowns, uh, more storms, whatever it may be, if we draw near to God first above everything else, then 
we have the promise and the assurance he is going to draw near to you, to me, to us. How do we do this? How do we draw near to God first? Well, when I look at this passage, it lists a lot of things um, that describe me, that describe us as people. So I have to recognize that if I want to be successful in drawing near to God, I have to first emphasize my relationship with God above everything else. If I want to be a healthy believer, if I want to be a part of a healthy church, if I want to be a part of a life that can stand through the storms of time and change, if I want to do that, I have to emphasize my relationship. You have to emphasize your relationship. As children of God, we have to emphasize our relationship with God above, everybody, above everything else. In this passage, the desires, the passions, fighting, quarreling, the coveting, the things that we go after because we want to fit in with the world. Ultimately, that's what he describes. You're chasing after all of the things of the world. And so instead of drawing near to God, you're drawing near to everything else. And, and then you just want God to bless it. I mean, have you ever been there? I have. There are times where our flesh is so tricky, deceitful, challenging. that Yeah, we go after everything else but God. And then... Then we ask God to bless it. To change that and to begin to move in your life into a healthy state of your relationship with God, to being a part of a group of people, a fellowship of faith that strives to be healthy, drawing near to God first means that you emphasize your relationship with Him above everything else. That means emphasizing your relationship with God above your job. Many of you have Adults, you spend a lot of time in your job. You want your business to be successful. You want your employer to like you. Many of you as students, you work hard at school so that you can get a job and, and pursue a career. And usually what happens in the busyness of life, whether it's something professional or something personal, maybe it's a recreational pursuit, something you just love to do, is that we go after those things first and we give God the leftovers. And so God might get... Ten minutes out of a day, and yet we'll spend all of our day pursuing everything else, right? And there's nothing wrong with your ten minutes if you're willing to give him ten minutes. But how many times do we slow down and we say, okay, before I pursue everything else, I want to draw near to God. Here's the promise. If I draw near to God first, he's going to draw near to me in the midst of everything else. That's the promise. So if I will emphasize my relationship with him above everything else, I know that I'm going to feel, grow, and be closer to God in the upcoming season of life. Ask yourself a question. Have you ever felt far away from God? Have you ever felt that maybe God is far away from you? That's a real question. I, I know that in reality... Most people feel that. There are seasons of life where you just feel that God is far away. But God is not far away. Usually the problem is with us. We feel, feelings are real, it's a part of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's a part of our DNA, our nature. We feel that God is far away, but God's not far away. And we feel that most of the time because we've emphasized everything else instead of our relationship with Him first. I promise you, I guarantee you, as a child of God, if you begin today to emphasize your relationship with God above everything else, you will get closer to God this upcoming year. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. You draw near to God, God will draw near to you. You run from God, it's not that He moved. It's that you were running. You were running. It's not that he changed course. It's not that he changed his plan for your life. Um, you go pursuing other things. And the Bible just gives a sketch. But gosh, we could fill in the blank in that sketch of the things that we're passionate about, that we desire, that we covet, that we get creative in going after and try to justify before God. We all know what those things may be to us. If we emphasize those things above him, we will sense him far away. But if we emphasize our relationship with him above everything else, your job, your relationships, your activities, 
then you will find the blessing and the presence of God in your job, your relationships, your activities, and the things that you do because you made an effort to emphasize your relationship with Him above everything else. That's the key and the first way that you and I, as people, as children of God, can draw closer to Him this upcoming year. Number two, how else can I draw near to God knowing that He will draw near to me? Um, This one actually is recorded here in the Scripture in a lot of places. It's very easy to do, but sometimes very easy to forget or to overlook. It's the most powerful arsenal in your faith that you have. It's the most faith-building piece of your relationship with God that you have. Do you know what it is? Are you guessing it yet? It's prayer. And it's the most underappreciated and underutilized part of our relationship with God as believers in our lives. We emphasize everything else and we get busy, so what do we fail to do? We fail to talk to God. But if you love somebody, what do you do? You talk to them. You want to talk to them. You want to spend time with them. You want to get to know more about them. You're willing to commit to them in difficult and challenging times. You're willing to learn about yourself with them, alongside of them, so that you can grow as a person. In your relationship with God, you have that every single day, every single moment, every single year. And you don't have to cross into a new year to get this one. You can talk to God anytime. Pray. And James talks about this. He says, listen... There are times where you don't have because you don't ask. And then there are times where you don't have because you ask, but you ask with the wrong motive. And God knows, so he's not going to give you something that's not good for you. It's kind of like when Jesus said, how many fathers who love their children, when their children ask them for something good, are they going to hand them a poisonous viper? No. Now, I might hand my kids a non-poisonous viper, right? Because that's one of the things we like to do to catch. You've seen those pictures, and it's kind of funny because my little girl, even this Christmas, they're like, when's the last time you caught a snake? I was like, we had one in the garage a couple weeks ago. Look at this, you know? It's like, but I wouldn't ever with my children put them in a dangerous situation. Never. Think about it as parents. Children, I want you to think about this in relation to your parents. Doesn't matter how grown you think you are, by the way. Your parents do everything that they can do for you because they love you and they want something good for you. And quite frankly, they always want you to have something better than they had. Always. How do you know that? Usually when you're tuning them out with your AirPods or your video games, or your friends, usually they're always telling you. They're teaching you. They're coaching you. Why? Because they love you. Communication is a two-way street. Communication with God is a two-way street. God doesn't desire anything dangerous, harmful, or destructive for your life. Let's go on and mark that one down, okay? God does not desire anything dangerous, destructive, are harmful for your life. That's not what he desires. And so I know that when I talk to him in prayer, and listen, for some of you, that's a very formal experience. You've learned perhaps our Father who art in heaven, and so that's how you begin your prayers. For some of you, you're like, God, I really need to talk to you today. Either way, initiate the conversation, but then you also have to listen to what the loving Father of heaven, your Savior, your Lord, has to say to you. And when you do that and you apply that to your life, in your communication with God, guess what you're going to feel regardless of the answer? Regardless of the answer, guess what you're going to feel? Close to the person that loves you. Even if they say no. God will only say no when he knows that he has something better for you every time. God will say no sometimes. He will say, absolutely not. Why? Why would he say no? Because he loves you. And he has something better for you. But usually, we don't understand that because we're not in communication with him on a consistent basis. If you want to discover more of God's will for your life, if you want to feel closer to God, if you want to become a healthier 
follower of Jesus, pray. Pray, knowing that God is going to give you good things, not bad things. Knowing that he has answers for you and it requires listening, not just talking all the time. You ever been around somebody that talks all the time and never lets you get a word in? It's not fun. It's a one-way street. That never works. But a relationship where you draw near to God and you allow God to draw near to you in prayer will give you the victory and the principle of success every time. Number three, this passage talks about the Spirit of God. And therefore, the third way that you and I can draw near to God in our lives in the upcoming year is to walk in His Spirit. To walk in His Spirit. Now, I realize that here in this church, many of you come from many different backgrounds of faith. Um, It's a beautiful thing to be a part of this family, and it's one of the greatest privileges that I have to be pastor here because many of you, you come from perhaps a Catholic background or a non-denominational background. Um, There's some of you who come from other belief systems and you've come to know Jesus and therefore you've genuinely become a child of God. Here's the promise. God has saved you. God the Father has saved you through the Son, Jesus Christ. And the Scripture very clearly says that He has sealed you by sending you the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. The Bible in the New Testament is very full of this, that you as a child of God, saved by Jesus, are filled with the Holy Spirit. Nothing can take that away. You are filled with the Spirit of God. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God is not a goosebump. Now, yes, there are times where you will sense his presence and it will create perhaps a physical response within your body. But that's not the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is a person. The Spirit of God is the third person of the Trinity. And the Spirit of God is a part of speaking to you directly from God of God's relationship to you. When you walk by the Spirit of God, you feel close to God. When you draw near to the Spirit of God, you sense God within you, God working in your life, God directing you, God helping you, God working on things that are beyond your control or ways to manipulate or organize You sense God at work because the third person of the Trinity is present within your life. Jesus talked about it. Jesus said, I must go away so that I can send you the paraclete. What is the paraclete? The helper, also known as the comforter. Who is that that Jesus referred to? The Holy Spirit. The paraclete is someone that advocates your case... In your relationship with God. So in your relationship with God, when we feel that God is far away, He's not because the Holy Spirit is present and He's talking to us of the will of God, the direction of God, the presence of God with us each and every day. Now many of us as believers, and particularly sometimes as Baptists, we get scared because we see bad examples or we hear bad teaching about the Holy Spirit. So usually we land in one of two camps. We either land in this very, very traditional safe camp that anything of the Holy Spirit is weird. So don't go near it. Don't talk about it. You know, and and let's just leave that locked down over here because usually the bad example is the other camp. This super emotional, requiring all types of expressions to show that you have the Holy Spirit. And so usually people get confused in one of those two things. And what's funny is the Bible's not about either one of those. The Bible very clearly says if you will walk by the Holy Spirit, then you will not carry out the desires of your flesh. If you walk by the Spirit, then you will not walk according to the ways of the world. The Holy Spirit is the triune God present in you as a gift and a result of salvation. Therefore, if you want to feel close to God, listen to the voice of God within you, the Holy Spirit. How do you know the voice of God? Well, 
James is very good at this as he writes it down. What does James give us? Very clear scriptural principles that show us how God would work. Is being murderous and covetous and fighting and quarreling, does that look like the fruit of the Holy Spirit to you? No. James describes the opposite of what the Spirit would do, but then he gives us this moment and he basically says God is jealous of the spirit that he's placed inside of you. Why would God be jealous? The Bible talks about that in a few places. Why would God be jealous about us? Because he's given us the greatest gift that we could have this side of heaven. Yes, our salvation, but the presence, the third person of the Trinity within our lives. And when we walk by the spirit and we listen to the spirit, that's when we feel God close. But when we shun the Spirit, when we walk away from the directions of the Spirit, that's when we sense God is far away. That's when life gets confusing. That's when you don't know your purpose or your plan for life because you're not walking in the Spirit of God that's been given to you as a great gift from the Father through Jesus to you. That's the beautiful part of the Trinity. And I would just encourage you today, walk in the Spirit. Because in the Spirit is where we find the grace, the instruction, and the way to live to be successful. To not follow after exclusively all of the things of the world, to be friends of the world, but to make it a goal to be friends of God by being friends with the Spirit. For those of you who have lived in the faith for any season of time, you know when God speaks truth to you. And you know when you speak untruth to yourself. <laughs> But you know when God says, for example, your neighbor, hey, I want you to give a word of grace or perhaps share a word of truth with your neighbor. You know when the Holy Spirit tells you to do that. How do you know that? Because you don't want to do it. (laughs) How do you know when God says, you know, that tithe thing, I meant it. That giving to the church thing, it's just a promise. You don't have to do it, but it's a promise. How do you know that it's the Holy Spirit that's validating that in your life. Well, I don't have enough. Why? Because you don't want to do it. But when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and you walk close to Him and you obey what the Spirit speaks, you move away from being friends of the world to being more of a friend with God. It doesn't mean you don't have friends in the world. Let's be very clear about that. I'm not sure how many people on our Insta feeds and our, you know, Facegrams and all that good stuff are really our friends. But the Holy Spirit is always closer than anyone else. Right here. Always. Right there. Always. And the closer you draw to listening to Him, the closer and the nearer you will feel to the Lord. Number four. Submit to Him. Submit to God. How do I draw near to God? I learn to submit to Him. He gives more grace. He is opposed to the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Here's a promise, by the way. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and the devil will flee from you. What? You mean the dude that causes all the problems in the world, all the fleshly desires, all the brokenness, all the stuff that's evil? You mean he he will flee from me? If you submit to God and you resist him then the enemy will flee from you. That's a great promise, by the way, but how do you get it? Learning to submit to the Lord more than anything else. I submit to the Lord. I submit my will to the Lord, my mind to the Lord, my desires, my passions to the Lord. I submit them to the Lord, and I know that in resisting what the devil would bring my way to try to get me into my own passions, desires, quarrels, covetousness, all these things that are not of God, that push me further away from God, all of those things... When I submit to the Lord and I resist those, then I draw closer to God and the devil runs. That is true for every one of you today. Submission to the Lord is a key to drawing closer to Him. Number five, cleansing yourselves. Cleanse yourselves. The Bible says, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Boy, we don't like being called sinners. It kind of makes you want to bow up at God, right? Or or think maybe, gosh, this book is an old book. It's not relevant for today. We've all heard that one before, right? Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners. Purify your hearts, 
you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Why would he say all of that? Well, it's not that he wants you to walk around being a miserable person in this world. That's not what James is saying. What he is saying is the key to avoiding the misery of the world is cleansing your heart before God. Think about it. What, he, what really brings war to our souls, war to our lives, is when we chase after everything else that the world offers us, but we never chase after the Lord. And it always brings heartbreak, brokenness, destruction. It always brings a lack of satisfaction, even if you get it. Even if you attain it, it's not satisfying. Why? Because we've emphasized everything else above the Lord. Why? Because we've made ourselves people who succumb to things that are just simple instead of chasing after things that are divine. And when the Lord tells us all of these things through James, he's teaching us that moment where we cleanse our hearts, which we will have a moment to do personally in just a moment. Every time I cleanse my heart before the Lord, guess what I feel? Guess what you feel? Guess what we will feel as children of God? Every time you cleanse yourself, you repent, you confess, what do you feel? Clean. It's funny because Simon Peter, even when he was sharing in the Lord's Supper with Jesus, you know, and in that moment where they were anointing Christ, Simon Peter was even right before that moment going, hey, look, anoint me. And, and Jesus said, no, you just need to be cleansed a little bit. You're already cleansed by me. You're already my child. But sometimes you just need that moment to cleanse your soul, right? Well, confession, prayer, listening to the Lord, Pursuing the ways of the Lord is one of those ways that I promise you in this upcoming year as you practice that. Perhaps there's something in your life that doesn't fit, that's not a part of God's will or plan for your life. As you practice cleansing your heart before the Lord, you will draw closer to God every time. Surrendering whatever that is to Jesus, you will then sense God healing, directing, empowering, moving you beyond those things to a healthier, stronger relationship with Him because you were willing to draw near to Him. And in those moments, He will draw near to you when you cleanse yourself before Him. And the final way that we can draw near to the Lord is the sixth one where He says, Humble yourselves before the Lord. So humble yourself before Him. And I love this one because this one is present within Scripture many, many times. If we humble ourselves before the Lord, there's always a promise. He will exalt you. Humble yourself before the Lord means that He will exalt you. Exalt yourself before the Lord means you will be humbled. <laughs> and it happens all the time. But to be humble before the Lord means, Lord, I want to draw close to you before anything and everything else. Lord, I want to talk to you before I share anything else. Lord, I want to walk by your spirit instead of just walking by the ways that are natural or the ways of the world. Lord, I want to submit to your voice and your will because I want to hear what you would say and your direction for my life before I would pursue anything else. Lord, I want to make sure that my heart is clean before you. And all of those things require the sixth one, that you would humble yourself before the Lord. And humble hearts before God are the hearts that God blesses every time. Humble people before God are the ones that get bigger blessings, bigger truths, bigger moments of life where they feel God is close because they've humbled themselves before the Lord. And if that is a choice in our lives to humble ourselves before Him, then we sense Him close as he begins to do things in our lives that are only of God, that are not of ourselves, that are his best and his way to keep us growing in our relationship with him, humbling ourselves before him. This year, one of the ways that I personally made a commitment to make sure that I, as a pastor, I don't, I don't get to just claim by default that I grow closer to God because I'm a pastor. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way for me. It doesn't work that way for you or any of us as children of God. We actually have to draw closer to Him as a move of intentionality before we can sense Him drawing closer to us. So I'm taking the book of Proverbs, and every month 
uh, has a certain number of days. And so yesterday was the first. I read the first chapter of Proverbs. As I was using that in my life as a part of my quiet time to draw closer to God, he used that chapter to speak to me. Today is the second day, so I read the second chapter of Proverbs today. I want to share with you one of the things I read this morning. It says this, chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for those who are upright. He is a shield to those whose walk before him is blameless. When I read that this morning as a part of my quiet time with the Lord, and I thought about what I would share with you today, the principle is very simple. If you draw near to God as an act of intentionality in this upcoming year, this upcoming week, maybe even today, if you draw near to God, you have a guarantee that He will always draw near to you. It's not just a new year that gives us hope. It's a renewed emphasis, perhaps a new relationship with Jesus. And that's what sets the stage for you to be healthy in 2022 and beyond. Now I want us to do something. I want us as people to stop what we're doing right now and draw near to God. So go ahead and you can close your Bible. You can set your pens down. You can put your tithe offering to the side. You can close your purse. I want you to go on and do that. Those of you at home, I want you to tune in for just a moment because I can't think of a better way today before we go into taking communion together than to practice one of the things that always helps us draw near to God, and that is cleansing our hearts. As we come into communion that's one of the moments that for my whole faith journey in my whole lifetime, I've always loved the Lord's Supper because every time I take it, I feel close to God. I feel like new beginnings, new starts because it's a moment where your heart is cleansed, where you can hear the Holy Spirit speak to you, where you know what Jesus has done for you and you make this type of commitment to move forward based on that. And yeah, sometimes people live from communion to communion to communion because, well, I messed up since last communion. You don't have to live that way. But it is good to be able to take the moment today and say, you know what? I want to start afresh. I want to draw near to God. So let's just take a moment. Let's bow our heads. Let's take a moment to close our eyes because that just gives you a focused moment to talk to God and pray about what you know in your life you hear him saying that you must do by intentionality to draw closer to him. Child of God, as you pray, confess anything right now that you know is in your life keeping you from drawing near to God. As you're confessing, ask God to cleanse your heart right now of that. Sense the Holy Spirit of God within you, telling you that you're loved, that you're His child. And let Him know right now that more than anything else this upcoming year, you want to emphasize Him above all else as God is speaking to your hearts today for many of you you know that the Holy Spirit is speaking because you are a son you are a daughter of faith but perhaps there are some today that as you've heard this message these words from scripture even this moment of prayer it's caused you to realize you're not close to God but you can be and the way that anyone ever genuinely draws close to God is through the first step of a relationship with His Son, Jesus. And before we go any further and we take of a cup that reminds us of the blood of Christ shed for the forgiveness of our sin, before we take a cracker that reminds us of His body that was broken for our forgiveness, that has to be personal for it to mean anything. 
So maybe you online or someone here in the room, you know that today your heart is being spoken to by the Holy Spirit and it's time for you by faith to begin your relationship with God by saying yes to Jesus. So right where you are, I want to encourage you to pray. God, I hear you. You're speaking. And I've never genuinely asked Jesus to be my Savior personally. I've heard about Him. I know about all the words. But I've never drawn close to Him and asked Him to be my Savior. Right now, God, I ask that the sacrifice of Jesus that I'm about to participate in, that first it would happen in my heart as I confess Jesus as my Savior and as my Lord. Jesus, save me. And I turn my life to you. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if that is the prayer of your heart today, or online that has been your prayer, then you have entered into the family, a son or a daughter of Jesus. And by faith, you are now close to God. And so with that, all of us together, we prepare now our hearts to participate in one of the most memorable moments to start this year, remembering the sacrifice of Jesus for us. God, I thank you for your sons, your daughters, your children, this church. And as people, we want to draw near to you. Because we know drawing near to you reminds us that you're always drawing near to us. We pray this in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. So you have a cup. Let me ask you to go ahead and begin to open that. For those of you at home, go ahead and access what you grabbed today from your home. And go ahead and peel off the first part of this vessel that we have today. And I'm reminded as I prepare even right now to remember what Jesus has done for me, what he has done for us. I'm reminded of Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples. All of you by faith today, you are a disciple. A child of God, a follower of Jesus, he gave it to his disciples. And he said this, take and eat. This is my body. And so as a reminder today of how we draw close to God, we take and eat in remembrance of him. Jesus, we thank you for your body that endured all things for our forgiveness, broken for our healing. And we thank you most of all that in the sacrifice of your body, you made a way for us to draw near. And now you have a cup, and as you prepare your cup, What's inside is a reminder that it wasn't just the body of Christ that allowed us to draw near. Jesus was God's ultimate sacrifice for the forgiveness of all sins for all of his children who receive him by faith. All sins. He is the cleansing. He is the one that opened the door for us to talk to God, to feel close to God. He is the one who empowered us to receive the Holy Spirit by faith when we were saved. He is the one through his blood who brought us cleansing. And he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and he said, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, a new promise, which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. So take and in remembrance of him, drink. remembrance, Jesus, of what you've done to allow us as sons and daughters to know that you're close, 
that we can be close. Thank you for the blood that you shed on the cross that would ultimately be your covenant, your promise, your sign upon us that we belong to you. We thank you for this moment and time together. In your holy name, amen. Isn't that a good word? Very simple principle. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Don't you feel close to Him right now? I mean, it's just fascinating how when you take these steps through His Word, you hear His Spirit, you'll sense Him close. And when you sense Him close, now what is it that you think He's going to do this year? See, that's the other thing. You're not limited by what you're told, by what you hear. You now can look forward by faith and say, you know what? I expect God to accomplish great things through my life. Because I feel and I draw close. Let me go on and remind you, because you'll probably have a moment this afternoon at lunch or a little bit later this week. And you're going to have a stumbling moment, perhaps, and you're going to feel that he's far away. He's not. Draw close back to him. Remember what you partook of today. Remember that it's about your relationship with him above everything else. And then you're going to sense the power of God in your life this upcoming year. This church has a commitment, by the way, this upcoming year to help you get back on track, stay healthy, and grow in your relationship with the Lord. So there's a couple of things that are really exciting. As we finished Christmas, we highlighted some of the things we accomplished in 2021. Next Saturday, gentlemen, men, um, let me encourage you. There is one of our leaders in the church who just had it on his heart to begin a Saturday morning kind of fellowship breakfast for men. Right there. It was just on his heart. He's like, we just got to get the men back in church. So next Saturday is an opportunity to do that. If you'd like more information, gentlemen, you can go by our welcome desk in the back and be sure to get that. That begins this upcoming week. And I'm very thankful for all the things that this upcoming year we're going to do to continue to become healthy. I want to celebrate uh, our Christmas offering with you before we close today. Um, fascinating. So through the month of December, there was 70000 given to our budget, 46000 given to our Christmas offering, and 14000 given to our next building campaign, which we've been doing to restore our, our facility. You're talking in other gifts that are on the way in, a total of 150000 through the month of December. I think that's worth celebrating. Which... In the midst of a very lean, challenging, interesting year in 2021, by keeping our eyes on the Lord in the midst of storms, pandemics, and shutdowns, and we're going to give you an exact number in the weeks ahead, but you're looking at, in 2021, $1.2 million given to God's work and ministries to be accomplished here in New Orleans, in our region, and around the world, right here through this church in 2021. It's fascinating. Now, I don't know how God did that. Because I know what we went through. But what I do know is every time you draw near to God, He draws near to you. Every time you trust Him, you grow close to Him, He'll bless you. So as we start this year, let's draw near together. Let's stand to our feet. Let's worship today. And let's remember the importance of what we've learned through His Word.